Hi and welcome to part two, part two of uh, starting well and finishing strong. So uh, in part one, we covered the story of Asa, king of Judah, and we saw how King Asa started really, 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 really well and finished very poorly. I mean, this is a king that started with a very strong faith in God, <clears throat> and then he finishes with hunger issues and disease, and the Bible records that he no longer trusted in the uh, physicians, but he, start, he, no, he no longer trusted in the Lord, I mean, but shifted his trust to the physicians, and he, he really messed up. And so he dies, and then Jehoshaphat, his son, uh, takes over. So the story of Jehoshaphat is actually found in the book of Second uh, Chronicles, again, uh, chapter uh, 19. So we are going to start from chapter 19. And we just want to learn, and uh, the Bible verse that we are still using is um, the anchor verse that we are still using is Galatians chapter 5, uh, verse 7. <clears throat> so, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 7, Paul is asking, You Galatians, foolish Galatians, like you started so strong in the faith, but now you are finishing so poorly in the flesh. So what happened uh, to the Galatians? And we just want to learn, this is just a storytelling session of... Uh, some of the stories, the famous stories that we learned in the Bible and what we can learn uh, from them. So uh, that story begins in, um, let's just begin in chapter 17. We're just going to read snippets of it. But before that, I just want us to introduce another anchor text. Okay. So the anchor text that I want us to introduce, uh, this part two is a bit leaning towards uh, some of the things we listen to. You know some of the the voices that we listen to what what are you listening really listening to like who gives you advice right <clears throat> whom do you rely on uh when you're faced with difficulties because you know as human beings our faith kind of wavers you know one at one time we have strong faith uh the next time not so strong faith we, are, we keep wavering between strong and cold and warm cold and warm cold and hot so who is giving you advice you know, in those times when you really need advice. So uh, we want to learn from the story of Jehoshaphat and the story of Ahab Abit. And uh, let's begin with prayer. Jehovah God, guide us in this session and let your Holy Spirit reveal to us the hidden parts of this word for the benefit and for the edification of our souls. In Jesus' name, I do pray and believe. Amen. So the anchor text that I want us to read comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23 verse 16 to 17, and it says, That says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, It shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, No disaster shall come upon you. I mean, this kind of gospel is so popular these days. Nobody wants to com condemn sin outrightly. Nobody wants to say, you people stop adultery. You people stop fornication. You people stop stealing from God or stealing from, you know, your fellows. Stop violence. Stop, you know, this. Stop, just repent of your sins and come back to the Lord. What we hear about is the Lord is going to prosper you. The Lord is going to do this for you. The Lord is going to give you a house. The Lord is going to give you a new job. The Lord is going to give you a new partner. The Lord is going to give you... The Lord, it's just about what the Lord is going to give you, but very, very little about what you need to do to 
you know to inherit the kingdom of God and this this was the gospel that John came out to, out of the desert <clears throat> preaching and it got his head chopped off you know at 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 the last because people don't listen to good news the you know rebuke and uh you know just just people who rebuke them and so Herod Herod when he was confronted by John about you know taking a, taking his brother's wife and making him making a, a, his own he was furious and he put John in prison and at last um the wicked wife that he married you know asked for the head of John on a platter so John ended up dying so the same same uh you know hate that the people of the world have for the word of god and for the the pure gospel is the same same um hate that existed before and so <coughs> we want to learn about false prophets and some of the things that they have done in the past uh, and we want to learn from a very very foolish mistake that almost cost cost Jehoshaphat uh, his life so let's begin with the chapter 17 verse 1 Now this was uh remember we finished part 1 with the death of King Asa. So in chapter 17 verse 1 it says that the, then Jehoshaphat his son reigned in his place that is in the place of Asa and strengthened himself against Israel. So remember they were warring against King Baasha of Israel. And he placed st- troops in all the fortified cities of Judah and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim. which Asa his father had taken. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his father David. Not his father Asa, but his father David. And he did not seek the Baals, but sought the God of his father and walked in his commandments and not according to the acts of Israel. Okay? Therefore the Lord established the kingdom in his hand and all Judah gave presents to Jehoshaphat and he had riches and honor in abundance. Oh my God. When I hear about riches and in abundance and honor, I I I immediately see red flags. You know, just sirens going wow 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 in my head because I know the pitfalls of this uh, riches and honors. The verse six it it says and his heart took delight in the ways of the Lord. Now this was a different king because instead of his heart taking delight in the abundance that he had, his heart took delight in the in the. Um, in the lord so things are going well right moreover he removed the high places and wooden images from judah also in the third year of his reign he sent his leaders benhail obadiah zachariah zechariah nathaniel and micaiah to teach in the cities of judah these were prophets and with them he sent levites shemaiah nathaniah zebadiah asahel semir semiramoth shemiramoth Jehonathan, Adonijah, Tobijah, and Tebajo, hey, Tebadonijah, the Levites with them, Elishama and Jehoram, the priests. <clears throat> so this was a man who, who was godly. And in the olden days, church and state were like one thing. So if this king was godly, then the whole nation would actually follow after the, after the, his footsteps and, you know, be a godly nation. So they taught in Judah and had the book of the law of the Lord with them. They went throughout all the cities of Judah and taught the people. And the fear of the Lord fell on all the kingdoms of the lands that are around Judah so that they did not make war against Jehoshaphat. So just like his father, 
his kingdom starts in a very very peaceful note and things are going well for him also some of the philistines brought jehoshaphat presents and silver as tribute and the arabians brought him flocks 7000 7700 rams and 7700 mill goods this man was he was cruising like he was it was the og in his time right uh, remember the philistines were like arch enemies of of um, of israel since since the times of, of of king saul you know even as far back as the judges so jehoshaphat became increasingly powerful and he built fortresses and storage cities in judah he had much properties in the city of judah and the men of war mighty men of valor were in jerusalem all right so that is just some numbers about um the key the king's army uh, what he had in his army but let's jump to chapter 18 right Jehoshaphat had riches and honor in abundance and by marriage yeah allied he allied himself with ahab the story of ahab is so much known i mean if you don't know the story of ahab this was a man who was who married you know just a wild woman we still use jezebel as a reference to evil women to, to this day because of her wickedness you know i think it was, she was a daughter of the phoenicians and she came to israel with her gods and influenced uh, her, her, her husband to worship uh, you know idols and they committed so much atrocity in israel and they were so much hated but now this Jehoshaphat, uh surprise of surprise of surprises the Bible records that he, had, he allied himself with Ahab through marriage. It was common for kings to do that, but I think this was just maybe a stupid mistake, or uh, maybe he wanted peace between his kingdom and the kingdom of Israel, like kings uh, those days uh, uh, used to do. But it was a stupid mistake knowing that he had God on his side also. But let's, let's continue. Now, after some years, he went down to visit Ahab in Samaria. So Samaria was the kingdom of uh, the key, the, the the capital of of Israel after the split. You remember the, the split after the death of so the Solomon, and Jeroboam uh, took over leadership of the of Judah, and Rehoboam remained uh, in 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 Israel, and so <coughs> Israel adopted Samaria as the capital. So Ahab kills many sheep and oxen for him in abundance and the people who were with him and persuaded him to go up with him to ramoth gilead so ahab king of israel said to jehoshaphat king of judah will you go with me against ramoth gilead and he answered him i am as you are and my people are as your people we will be with you in the war <coughs> so you can just see some of the mistakes that this man jehoshaphat is making because now uh instead of even seeking the lord in some of these decisions he's making he's not he's not actually seeking the lord he's seeking to please ahab you know he's in law and so also jehoshaphat said to the king of israel <laughs> this is the part where it gets interesting please inquire for the word for the word of the lord today do you inquire of the of the lord before you make you know major decisions in your life do you inquire of the Lord before you send applications or before you accept a job at a certain company? Because some of these things that we do, some of the things that we think are blessings, could actually be pitfalls. 
a disguise that the, the devil throws away to derail us from from God. You can get a job and it just traces you out so much and you think that it was a blessing. Uh, it turns out that it was actually a curse. Um, not even a curse, but you know, a pitfall that was sent along your way uh, to, to derail you. And so the job, instead of even helping you, it becomes a curse. You know, you may even be wanting a spouse and you go out of the Lord's will to get a spouse and your marriage turns out to be hell. You know, like you beat each other and you finally divorce and you remain a shell of your former self after spending so many, many years trying to to mend something that was not approved by God in the first place. So we need to be careful to seek God in some of the major decisions that we make. Even, even when purchasing houses, don't just purchase a house just because you have the money. Seek the Lord first and let him direct your paths, all right? The Bible says that in everything that we do, um, let us seek the Lord. It doesn't mean that, you know, you, you just only seek the Lord when you are about to eat or when you are about to go to bed. Seek the Lord in everything that you do, even in, in, in the career that you wish to pursue. Just pray to the Lord. The career that your children want to pursue, seek the Lord first and ask him, is this the, the right direction that they are going? And the Lord will sure, you know, advise you. Then, uh, verse 5, Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, hmm, 400 men, and said to them, Now, uh, I, want to, I want to remind you something from the book of Kings. Uh, I think it's Second Kings, yeah. The book of Second Kings, um, Elijah is battling this man Ahab and these false prophets. And how many were they? They were actually 400. So these 400 men were, I think they were actually killed in that, in that battle between them and Elijah at Mount Carmel. So these are the same, same prophets. So the king of Israel, Ahab, gathered the prophets together, 400 men, and said to them, Shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or shall I refrain? Now these are false prophets. Yeah, and um, I recently saw something, I don't know whether it's a conspiracy, conspiracy theory, or uh, anything, but our major, our major world leaders, the G7 leaders, actually have their mediums and they have their false prophets and their seers and their astrologers. They actually have astrologers that they seek uh, before they make major decisions. So they don't just make major decisions like going to war against Iraq and Iran, just like that, or even before traveling. These are people who are deep in the occult and they seek. You know, these these people, uh, these mediums, to tell them, you know, oracles, and so <clears throat> it is not a new con uh, uh, phenomenon. So we can see that Ahab, king of Israel, had four hundred men in his court, just false uh, prophesying things in his ears. And we read the book of Jeremiah, uh, chapter twenty-three, verse sixteen to seventeen, where it says that these people will speak visions of their own minds and not from the mouth of the Lord. And they say and they will say continuously to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they will say, No disaster shall come upon you. You know, false prophets left, right, and center. And then, so these false prophets, what do they say? So they said, Go up, for God will deliver it into the king's hands. That's what they say. But Joseph had said, Is there not still a prophet of the Lord here? Okay, that we may inquire of him. So Jehoshaphat actually knew that these were the prophets of Baal. 
and so him being a god-fearing man he asks jo, jo, uh, he asks ahab okay we are, you have consulted your bal and your bal has told you that let's go to war against ramoth gilead but is there anybody is there any prophet of the lord still left in this land whom we can consult you know because he wanted to also to to seek from uh, an, an answer from the lord but um so the king of israel said to jehoshaphat there's still one man by whom we may inquire of the lord but i hate him because he never prophesies prophesies good good concerning me but always evil is micaiah micaiah the son of imla and jehoshaphat said let not the king say such things then the king of israel called one of his officers and said bring micaiah the son of imla quickly the king of israel and jehoshaphat king of judah clothed in their robes sat each on his throne and they sat at a threshing floor at the entrance of the gate of samaria and all the prophets prophesied before them now zedekiah the key the son of shenaya shenaiah shenana shenana had made horns of iron for himself and he said thus says the lord with this you shall call the syrians until they, they are destroyed you know is dramatizing how you know king of the king of ahab the king of israel and the king of judah are going to defeat this many in battle and they say, shall go them <clears throat> in battle and all the prophets prophesied so saying go up go up to ramoth gilead and prosper for the lord will deliver it into the king's hands then the messenger who had gone to call micaiah spoke to him so micaiah is being told this is what you need to do uh, the king is calling for you and uh, <laughs> and then the messenger now <laughs> the messenger you know he, he reads the mood of um, of the court and uh, he says to um, he says to um, to to micaiah uh, now listen verse 12 then the messenger who had gone to call micaiah micaiah spoke to him saying now listen the words of the prophets which one accord encourages the king therefore please 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 let your word be like the word of one of the of, of, of one of them and speak encouragement please don't don't say anything stupid before the king don't say anything that that is contrary to what the 400 prophets said i beg you i beg you i beg you. and then micaiah says as the lord lives whatever my god says that i will speak and he comes before the king and the king asks him shall we go to war against ramoth gilead and shall i live or shall i not go and uh, you know <laughs> and micaiah actually taunts him and says yeah go and prosper and they shall believe de- delivered into your own hand so the king <laughs> the king says said to him you know the king thought you know from their past encounter you remember he says that micaiah has never prophesied anything good for him and so when micaiah says that you know go up against ramoth gilead and it shall be given to you and you shall prosper this king no said no 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 that is not what the lord has said that is you saying to please me and then he says so the king said to him how many times shall i make you swear that you tell me nothing but the truth 
in the name of the Lord. So the king also wants the truth, but he doesn't want to actually go by the truth. So we always want to hear the truth, but we don't want to hear the truth. Like we want to hear the truth being told to others. But when it comes to us, no, 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 we don't want it, the truth. And so even if we know the truth, we are not going to live by the truth. So this was the same thing with uh, King Ahab. Then he said, so now Micaiah starts getting serious and he said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord says, said, this have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, did I not tell you you would not prophesy good concerning me but evil? Then Micaiah said, therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing on his right hand and his left. All right. And he say, and the Lord said, who will, who will persuade Ahab, king of Israel, to go up that he may fall at Ramoth Gilead? So one spoke in this manner and another spoke in that manner. Then a spirit came forward and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Then the Lord said to him, in what way? So he said, I will go out and be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, you shall persuade him and also prevail. Go out and do so. So the, the spirit that came before the Lord was actually, you know, Satan, right? And so because of the obstinacy and the obstinate heart of, of, of Ahab, the Lord actually allows the devil to do with him as he pleases because this is a man whom however much he will be he be warned by the prophets and by the 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 priests he is not going to turn back he has actually surrounded himself with 400 prophets of baal who are lying to him and so yeah he, he has just reached the point of no return so that's why the lord allowed the lying spirit to actually deceive even the people who keep deceiving him so that he can even be deceived further and go and die. <laughs> Alright. Therefore, look, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these, of these prophets of yours, and the Lord has declared disaster against you. Then Zedekiah, the son of Shenana, went near and struck Micaiah on the cheek and said, Which way did the spirit from the Lord go for me to speak to you? And Micaiah said, Indeed, you shall see on that day when you go into an inner chamber to hide. Then the king of Israel said, Take Micaiah and return him to Ammon, the governor of the city, and Joash, the king's son, and say, Thus says the king, Put this fellow in prison and feed him with bread of affliction and water of affliction until I return in peace. But Micaiah said, If you return, ever return in peace, the Lord has not spoken by me. And he said, take heed, all you people. Micaiah actually warned these people. Now, our focus is not actually on Ahab. <laughs> our focus is on this young man, Jehoshaphat. You know, young man Jehoshaphat is sitting and watching all this drama unfold before him. He actually is the one who called the, the king of Israel, Ahab, to call the last prophet or, you know, at least a prophet of the Lord who is still faithful to, the, to prophesy. For them before they go to war and he's sitting there quietly and he's seeing micaiah's prophesied that they're going to fall in battle and you know but watch what happens you know uh, so in verse 28 
So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, went up to Ramoth Gilead. Despite the warning of Micaiah, and despite this young man called Jehoshaphat, who studied so well with the Lord, now he's at a point because he's been kind of bamboozled by, you know, maybe the charisma of Ahab, and he's no longer listening to the word of God, but he's just listening to his friend Ahab. And uh, the Bible says in uh, Psalms chapter 1 that blesses, blessed are those people who do not walk in the way of the scoffers or sitteth in the counsel of the ungodly. So Jehoshaphat was in a wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. Like there was so much that was going wrong for Jehoshaphat at this point that I don't know whether he was wise enough to realize. Right. Ah, and the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, <laughs> now this is this is somebody who was very, very also wily. You know, somebody who was very trick, a trickster. Because listen to what he says to Jehoshaphat. And the king of Israel says, said to Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you will put on your robes. So the king of Israel disguised himself and they went into battle. Now the, the reason why they were doing this is because the war actually belonged to Ahab, not even Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was in the wrong place at the, right, at the wrong time. This was not his battle, okay? So he, was, he had no business being here. He had no business being in Samaria at this time. So Ahab is tricking Jehoshaphat that you, when you go to battle, wear your royal robes, right? And I'm going to dress myself as a soldier. Now Ahab was hoping that when people, when the, if the battle goes haywire and uh, they, are, they are defeated, then naturally the person that you target in battle is the king. So the king will be there in all his robes and royal apparel, and so it, it would be very easy to spot. And he was hoping that if he disguises himself, then Jehoshaphat will be killed very, very quickly, like he deserves, and him, Ahab, will return safely because he can run away as a soldier and come back to Israel and, you know, and, you know, just send condolences to, to Judah that, well, it happened, it happened. But the Lord had also had his, his plans, right? The Lord is so faithful, uh, brethren. So this story is actually getting interesting. It says now, uh, verse 30, Now the king of Syria had commanded the captains of the chariots who were with him, saying, Fight with no one small or great, but only with the king of Israel. So it was when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat that they said, It is the king of Israel. Therefore they surrounded him to attack. But Jehoshaphat cried out and the Lord, they helped him and God diverted them from him. So who, do, who, did, who did the diversion or who did the help? Who made the help? The Bible says that it's actually the Lord who helped him. We don't know how the Lord helped him. And God diverted them from him. So God did something miraculous in the, in the last, you know, the last hour. And Jehoshaphat is just about to be shot or even cut into two by by the armies of, of the Syrians. And then the Lord just does something and the attention is diverted to someone else. Despite the fact that he's wearing the royal robes, it was just, it was just like very, very easy to, to mark. It was, it was all there to see. But the Lord blinds these people and they move away from him. For it was when the captains of the chariot saw that he was not the king of Israel that they turned back from pursuing him. 
Now a certain man drew a bow and random at random and struck the king of Israel between the joints of his armor. So he said to the driver of his chariot, Turn around and take me out of the battle, for I am wounded. The battle increased that day, and the king of Israel propped himself up in his chariot facing the Syrians until evening, and about the time of sunset he died. So Ahab actually thought he was very smart and that the word of the Lord would not come you know, true. Uh, and that he would return in peace and boast to, to Micaiah. But what the Lord says, brethren, stands. You know, uh, I had um, I had a someone some time back that still re- still remains with me to this day. And the, the preacher said that, you know, I think he was actually preaching from the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 9, that do not ever think that because you can continue you know, going on in, in your iniquity and in your sin for 10 years, 3 years, however long it is, and you continue prospering even at your job, and things seem to go well around you, that now the Lord has forgotten, and that the Lord has overlooked your sin and your transgressions. The Lord is not mocked, and uh, despite the fact that you may think that you are prospering, and that things are going on well for you, you know, the Lord is not mocked and you are <laughs> the repayment for sin the, the, it says that the wages of sin is always death and, and death will always find you you know, unless you repent and come back to the Lord and, and that was that was someone that really touched me because sometimes we ignore a lot of things and a lot of rebuke from the Lord for so long up, up to the point where they they start to they stop to make to to even have effect in our lives you know the, i think it's the the book of proverbs chapter maybe chapter 29 i don't know where where it says that a fool you know when a sin goes and rebuked for so long you know um okay i don't remember what it says but it's just to paraphrase it says that when a, a sin goes unpunished for so long, you know, the, the, your heart actually might get calloused and hardened, and the end of it is always death, right? <coughs> so, uh, hey, then Joshua, the king of Judah, returned safely to his house in Jerusalem, and Jehu, the son of Anani, the seer, went out to meet him and said to King Joshua, should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Therefore, the wrath of the, the Lord is upon you. Nevertheless, good things are found in you, in that you have removed the wooden images from the land and have prepared your heart to seek God. So Jehu was a seer, was a prophet. So this is, a, this is another Jehu, not the Jehu that killed um, you know, um, uh, Ahab. Not, not Ahab, but uh, Jezebel, but another Jehu. So Jehu prophesies that the wrath of the Lord was going to be upon the house of Jehoshaphat. So Jehoshaphat actually, you know, uh, sought God. And after this episode, he actually does quite a few reforms himself. Uh, that is found in the book of um, Second Chronicles chapter 19. Uh, from verse four, you can read it all. all you, know, you can read it by yourself. It's quite um, an interesting story. 
and after this uh there's a lot of things that happen uh that are very nice in the ha- in the in the um in the life of of uh, Joshaphat and he actually finished quite well you know uh he actually finished qu- quite well and in verse mm, 20 in chapter 20 verse 30 the bible says uh, verse 29 in fact and the fear of the lord was all on all the kingdoms of the those countries which, which when they heard that the lord had fought against the enemies of israel so this this is a man that actually started well uh, made a few mistakes along the way but he came back to his senses right so uh verse 31 of uh, chapter 20 the bible says that Joshaphat was king over Judah he was 35 years old when he became king and he reigned 25 years in Jerusalem his mother's name was Azuba the daughter of Silhi Shilhi and he walked in the way of his father Asa and did not turn aside from it doing what was right in the sight of the Lord nevertheless the high places were not taken away for as yet the people had not directed their hearts to the god of their fathers so uh that was the story of Joshaphat so Joshaphat was just actually a man of faith uh this little mistake that he he he, he committed when he allied himself with Ahab you know he turned away from it and it is it, it is actually an encouragement and the point that i wanted us to to learn from this story and that's the reason why i read from jeremiah chapter 23 verse 16 to 17 is that we tend to listen to a lot of you know what i can call falsehood even from our pastors from evangelists from people whom we have not verified uh, according to the standard of isaiah chapter 8 verse 20 to the word and to the testimony if they do not speak according to this word then it because it is because uh, there is no light in them to the law and to the testimony if they do not speak according to this word it is because there is no light in them we like to pile for ourselves as paul says that we like to pile for ourselves false teachers and people who only want to speak to us the things which make us happy and the things which we like to hear and uh, in this last days there's an abundance of false prophets i mean you cannot miss a false prophet you can throw a stone and you will be sure that it will land on a false prophet on a sunday so it depends on what you want to hear and from whom you want to listen to let let us not be people who are excited to hear falsehoods let us not we, we might be hopeless uh, but sometimes our circumstances are actually caused by um by sin you know and because as we read from the story of Asa the bible says that when you seek the lord actively with your with, in your heart the lord will draw near to you and when the lord draws near to you he comes with all blessings he comes with material blessings he comes with peace because you la- you learn that when Asa was seeking god when Jehoshaphat was seeking god those those are the times that Israel remained peaceful for decades you know and like in Ahab's reign where Israel was fighting this war and then fighting that one and losing people in battle and doing this and there was just chaos in the kingdom 
so sometimes when there's chaos in your life when things are just going haywire haywire you really need to do an audit of your spiritual life and see how how is your spiritual life you know how is what your work your work with god you know is there anything that you are doing that is not pleasing to the lord and you keep doing it just because calamity has not has not you know as afflictions have not be, uh, fallen on you yet to cause you to to press the reset button so sometimes the challenges that we are going through it is just because the spirit of the lord has helped us as departed from us and he has departed also with the blessings that he comes with so you know god is not calling us to to suffering you know we are called to suffer for the sake of the gospel but we are not called to suffer for the because we are disobedient you know there are some there are sufferings that we can um can endure because we are a stiff-necked people just like israel was the bible records that in those periods that israel was seeking the lord as long as they sought the lord the lord prospered them and blessed them with peace and abundance and they were just a prosperous nation and once they departed from the lord even when finally they departed from the lord and the lord was just done with these people you know that is the time time that the romans finally conquered israel and their place was just removed from from history like that so we need to be very very careful learn from jehoshaphat what you have just learned from jehoshaphat that jehoshaphat just put himself in a very in a very unne- you know like unnecessary situation an unnecessary friendship the way we just do with the friendships of, of the world the 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 marriage alliances that we 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 like to get into you know the lord is saying in the book of first corinthians no is it second corinthians that do not yoke yourself with unbelievers and this was exactly what what ahab did there's no association between evil and, and light and and uh, and good there's no there's no way that light and darkness are working together that this was this was something that ahab many uh was doing hoping that something good would come out of it the result was he was almost killed had it not been that the lord intervened he was all, he was almost being killed in a war that he had no business being in you know and that's 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 sometimes how it happens in our own lives that we just like to ally ourselves with you know friends quote unquote friends whom we think that by allying ourselves with these friends and we like to call them connections or you know mentors or we like to call them networks and we think that by allying ourselves with these people that we are going to get ahead in life you know some of these people have done heinous things some of them are devil worshipers some of them are just plain and believers but we like to ally ourselves with these people and form friendships with the world you know not relying on the on the on the on the lord so the lesson that we should take is rely on the lord as much as possible and if you want to form alliance alliances form alliances with with the with the, with the people of god there's an abundance of people of god that who are doing well in businesses who are doing well in in education who are doing well in every sphere of life that you can actually form friendships with so that they don't influence you into evil you know the the it says that the bible says that bad bad company uh ruins morals bad company you know 
uh, ruins moral. So we need to be very, very careful about some of the alliances that we form. And that is the end of, uh, you know, of uh, this series, uh, Finishing Strong, um, Starting Well and Finishing Strong. The part one was about Asa, um, the, the father of Jehoshaphat. And part two, we have studied um, the life and the times of Jehoshaphat. So I hope that you have learned something and uh, continue to be strong in the Lord and may the Lord bless you uh, even as you seek him and go after him. Thank you for listening and uh, may we meet again for another episode uh, that is coming next week. Bye-bye.